peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good I did not grow up in the environment that some of you might have grown up in. I did not grow up going to a church, learning different doctrinal issues or different, different doctrines, what the Bible teaches on, on issues. I, When I got saved, I started from blank. I knew at a at a cursory glance, I knew certain things about the Bible, but just general things that most people know. I didn't have a true. Like biblical understanding of just about anything. I I could probably have quoted you the first verse in the book of Genesis in the beginning. God created the heaven and earth. I probably maybe could have cited you some Bible stories, maybe, possibly, but I didn't know much. I'm telling you, I didn't know much. I I literally started from blank. In many ways, that was a blessing. There's I've I've seen this happen and it, it it's happened to me. And I think people who grew up in church hearing things, hearing different teachings. I think this issue affects those people even more. And it affected me in a big way. So I definitely am grateful to the, to the people who brought me to gospel. There were several people that were instrumental in, in bringing the gospel to me. When I got saved, Starting out from blank, I just assumed that what I heard from the pulpit was, you know, this was the truth. This this was it. These are these are people who've been studying their Bibles for years, probably longer than I'd been alive at the time. So, yeah, these guys knew their stuff. And that's not to say that that's not true. But I think there is also a fallacy in putting such a trust in man. In the book of Jeremiah, it says that. Curse be the man that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. I believe that's how it says it. I didn't intend to go to that verse. I might might try to find it, but. It's definitely. There definitely, I think, should be an emphasis when a person gets saved that, hey, you need to get in your Bible and this is what you need to trust. The Bible is a hedge against fallacy. And I think it's actually hurting people that this is not more widely known and not more widely taught. I know it hurt me and I've, I have seen this issue hurt other people. Oh, here's the verse in the book of Jeremiah, 
chapter 17, verse 5, the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. So there's two things there. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Didn't intend to go there, but it kind of fit what I was saying. So I ran into some problems. I had some mental turmoil because, again, I started out I started out from a blank slate. I heard, you know, different different preachers, whether it was on the radio or, you know, different preachers I was recommended or different things I was reading. And a lot of that helped me greatly. I'm not saying it didn't help me, but what hurt me was not understanding that when when men depart from the bible and see this is a it's produced a men, mental conundrum when someone says something and you don't find it in the bible maybe you just haven't come up on it yet that's very possible but if you don't find it in the bible and if the bible runs contrary stick with the bible i'm telling you this this produced so much turmoil but I want to go to some verses. Y'all know how I do. And I want to show something, hopefully. So, let's do this. We're going to go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15. In verse 9, I believe. Yeah, verse 9. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 9. The Bible says, But in vain do they worship me, teaching for commandment, or teaching for doctrine, the commandments of men. The Lord Jesus Christ said, these people worshipped him in vain because they were teaching for command for doctrine the commandments of men. This is something that tripped up the Sadducees and the Pharisees and many people in that time. This tripped them up heavily. When you when you make your tradition your doctrine, the problem you run into is what happens if at some point your tradition or you figure out your tradition has run contrary to the Bible? What some people do is they twist and contort and they 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 try to bend the scripture to their tradition and their culture. That shouldn't be done. The Bible's right every time. And if my tradition runs contrary to the Bible, well, I'm wrong. And. The Gospel of John, chapter 4, John 4 and 23 and 24. Let me get there. All right. John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers 
shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That is very important. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 17, I keep going to this verse, but the Lord Jesus Christ said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. This is how we're sanctified, how we're set apart. Getting in this word. The word is truth. In the book of Titus, book of Titus, Chapter 1 and verse 12. Let me get there. Titus 1, start at verse 12. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they might be sound in faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. And see what 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 I what I saw happen in my own life is there were there were things, some small things. It wasn't always big things, but some doctrinal issues where. I'm seeing I'm hearing something said. I'm looking in my Bible and I'm not seeing it. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, God, I must be stupid because I heard so and so say X, Y and Z. And I, I really can't find that. I must really be dumb. I must be super dumb because I'm just not seeing it. And sometimes, like I said, I found things that ran contrary to what was actually being said. And when I ran into those things, it produced, I'm telling you, it produced much confusion. And this is why I wish I would have had it settled early on that the Bible is true. And when men depart from the Bible, I'll stick with the Bible. That simple. In the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs chapter three, or chapter 30, I'm telling you, I could park in a book of Proverbs and just stay there for probably a couple years. There's so much wisdom to be gained in this book. But the Bible says, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar. That's serious. God is warning about adding to his word. I don't need to add my spin on what the Bible says. I don't need to attach my tradition to the Bible. There's nothing wrong with tradition, but I don't need to attach my tradition to the Bible. And if my tradition runs contrary to the Bible, well, then my tradition is definitely wrong and a Bible is definitely right. In a book of Proverbs, or in a book of the Revelation, chapter 22, we'll go to verse, uh, where am I going? Book of Revelation 22, verse 18 and 19. 
The Bible says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. That is serious. God is warning. Don't add to and don't take away from this prophecy. That's how serious that was in a book of Acts chapter 17, because I thought to myself, well, then how do you how do you deal with this? Like, what do you do in a book of Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11? The Bible says, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why were they more noble? In that they received the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily, whether those things be so. Consider that these people were hearing from the Apostle Paul. This dude wasn't no slouch. He was on top of his game when it comes to the Bible. Well studied, well versed. And they searched the scriptures, whether those things were so after hearing after hearing from Paul and Silas. I cannot stress enough how important it is to stick with what the Bible says. And I wish I would have gotten this down early on because I think had I had I gotten this down, had I gotten this idea down, it would have been so much more beneficial to my growth because it would have been easy. I'm reading my Bible. I hear somebody say something, somebody I respect, and I go on my Bible and what they're saying Either the Bible doesn't say or the Bible says the opposite. Easy. The Bible's correct. No confusion. But that's not that's not where I was. Trusting what the Bible says and believing what the Bible says is paramount, especially to the believer, because what happens is when you don't study your Bible and somebody comes and questions you on some issue in the Bible and you don't study your Bible, well, then it's easy for them to get you tripped up. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be a scholar and you're going to understand everything and you're always going to have an answer for everything everybody says. I'm not I'm not I'm not all knowing. Nobody's all knowing but God. But there's definitely some some things that you could answer and that you should know because you should be studying your Bible. This is this is this is the the book that holds the truth. This is what we believers say and believe or it's supposed to be. If that's the case, we should be in it. Look, I'm no I am no I'm no super intelligent dude. I am no scholarly dude. 
And the only way I know to keep from fumbling into falsehood and to keep myself away from being deceived is to trust what the Bible says. I'm hearing people say things and I'm checking everything against the Bible. I'm like, well, let me see if the Bible actually says that. And, I'm, and maybe, you know, I missed something. It's very possible. This is why I always say I am not opposed to somebody DMing me, writing in the comments. Hey, you said this, but the Bible actually says this. I open my Bible and I see it. The Bible's right and I'm wrong every time. You'll never go wrong trusting what the Bible says. You'll never go wrong with that. Stay frosty, people.